This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. On today's PropTech VC podcast, we're joined by Rish Lotlikar. He's the co-founder and CEO of Superworld, a platform where you can buy and sell virtual real estate, but real estate that, that is backed by the blockchain and represented by NFTs. Rish, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Rish, you've got a, a great background. I'd love for you to share it and walk us through how you came to be where you are today as the as running a, a great startup in the metaverse space. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. You know, I I live very globally nomadically. Um, you know, uh, so just as an interesting tidbit, I, I'm I, I, every year live in different places around the world. So love the world, love cultures, and so building Superworld for me is is very much um, you know my passion. It's part of my heart, uh, and very grateful for the opportunity to to be able to build a world like Superworld. But my background. Uh, start off, I you know grew up in the United States. Uh, start off my career in, in management consulting, uh, investment banking. I was at UBS and HSBC in New York. Of all things, I start off in real estate investment banking. So it's kind of funny how life works out. You know, I, I had no idea back then I would start a virtual real estate platform and world. Um, but you know, you can't connect the dots uh, going backward or going forward. Only backwards, right? So, um, but ended ended uh, up in, in venture capital in New York investment and in tech and biotech. And then um, about 12 years ago, I had a crazy idea, which was probably one of the first of my crazy ideas, which was wouldn't it be cool to start a venture capital fund in the emerging market? So I went out to Eastern Europe, Ukraine, Russia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Moldova about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, and ended up taking me about a year and a half, but it started a venture capital fund uh, based in Ukraine, uh, backed by a big investor out there, uh, and also did the same thing in Belarus. Um, after that was early at a company called TopTal, which is a talent marketplace uh, backed by Andreessen Horowitz. I was an early employee and first biz dev at TopTal. Uh, so learned a lot about growing and scaling a platform and, you know, how to be scrappy and experimental and all the things that come up, come with startups. And then about six years ago, started Rogue Initiative Studios, which is a film, television, gaming and virtual reality studio in Hollywood. My co-founder produced Call of Duty, Modern Warfare series and Ghosts. And my production partner there is Michael Bay, the action director, is known for Transformers, The Island, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor. And so at Rogue Initiative, what we do is we build franchises feature film, television, gaming, virtual reality, all the way to amusement park rides and toys. And that's how I got into AR, VR. Rogue Initiative is backed by many of the top AR, VR venture capital funds in Silicon Valley and globally. And, you know, so that's kind of how my background, um, you know, kind of came about. Um, but what happened was, you know, Pokemon Go came out about six, six years ago or so. And, and back then, you know, it became this huge hit, as you know, worldwide sensation. And we thought, you know what, what if we could empower anyone to build anything anywhere? What if we could build a world where the next thousand Pokemon goes gets built onto it, which is essentially how can you enable anyone to create, discover and monetize content anywhere in the world? And that was kind of the vision of Superworld. You know, it's funny, you came from UBS and some of these big banks, I know UBS pretty well personally, uh, have been pretty slow when it comes to adopting DeFi, decentralized finance, essentially. 
and it's because they blame regulation. But on the other hand, when you look at what's happening with the metaverse, it's seen as in a different light. You know, some of our viewers may may have heard JP Morgan. JP Morgan has um, essentially predicted that the whole metaverse industry is a trillion dollar plus opportunity. And they uh, bought some land in one of the metaverses, I believe it's Decentraland, and created a, a JP Morgan Onyx lounge. Uh, you've even got HSBC that's bought land in the sandbox platform. Uh, the metaverse is seen differently than DeFi. It's a place where I think people get it. And I, I felt this a lot with real estate folks. Crypto and DeFi feels like, okay, this black hat, shady, confusing thing where money laundering might be happening. And the finance world's all about this. You know, they're very heavily regulated. You've got to know where your customers are. But the metaverse, wow, that sounds like the new frontier. I'm curious, you came from investment banking, real estate, UBS traditional financing. Do you agree with that perspective? Is that the is that the sort of fair representation of how people think about it from the corporate world? It's a good uh, analysis. You know, I think that, you know, the metaverse uh, as a term, uh, you know, encompasses a, a lot of these different technologies, whether you're talking about Web3 or DeFi or NFTs or, you know, AR, VR, blockchain, you know, just in general, AI and, and, and all of these things kind of bringing all those together. Um, and, I, and I think that um, kind of combination of things, when you use that term metaverse, in a way, you know, represents this kind of next level of the internet. Um, I think there's, uh, you know, virtual worlds like Second Life and, you know, others even before that, that um, kind of, you know, gave uh, brands uh, and people uh, a place to go. And, and so, you know, I, I think that um, because of the nature of what the metaverse can be, which is a, a place. Um, it, do, it doesn't necessarily, um, you know, have to connote, um, you know, uh, DeFi or, or, or NFTs necessarily. And so I think because of that, um, you know, per your, per your uh, insight, um, it seems like brands are um, more willing to embrace it because they don't necessarily, um, you know, have to, to go down um, certain pathways to, to create content like a bank uh, in in, uh, a WebGL kind of uh, 3D environment. Uh, I, I assume that they are going to go down that path and, and enable, you know, the utilization of NFTs and other things. Um, but I think, uh, you know, as, as a start on, on a primary level, um, we're talking about, you know, typically an immersive type environment, whether in WebGL or, you know, AR, VR. So, which is a lot more um, understandable for the finance, traditional finance world. Yeah, and a lot of the traditional finance world, putting aside the tokenization of real estate, which I'm a huge fan of and I think will really disrupt the way real estate is bought and sold. A lot of folks, and I, I'm in the traditional real estate sector, I'm also a venture capitalist, so I've got one foot in tech and the other foot is in real estate and I bring them two together, right? Investing in prop tech startups. A lot of the traditional folks from real estate have this view that crypto, oh, crypto, yeah, we've got a couple of LPs, a lot of people that made money in crypto and are now diversifying into real estate. But the metaverse, I've never heard so much excitement before. And I think it's because it's easy to get, the idea that it's visual, it's immersive. We have spaces that we live in and to have a digital representation of that space is much easier to understand and you can remove all the jargon. There's a lot of jargon and it makes things inherently complicated and perhaps that's a, a symptom of an industry that was created by technology enthusiasts. 
But I feel like the metaverse really bridges that, you know? Uh, and you are very interesting and I wanted to bring you on our show because my research into the metaverse has really, um, really feels like it's very hard to connect it to real estate. A lot of these virtual worlds are fantasy worlds that don't relate to the real world that we live in. And a lot of folks like the idea of the metaverse because what comes to their head is, wow, what if you could have my home but that in the metaverse? Whereas when you look at metaverse, it's Decentraland, it's Sandbox, it's Axie Infinity, there's all these other platforms. And I don't wanna lose some of our viewers, so let me explain. These are different, we call it WebGL environments or environments where you can navigate, create an avatar, but they don't represent our real world. And, and I was excited to bring you on because I understand you, you basically mapped in some ways the entire planet, turned it into 64 billion unique plots of land, each one 100 meters by 100 meters, which, which I understand is like the size of the Yankee Stadium. And that that's what you're doing. You've you've created that. Could you talk a bit about that and sort of the connection between the real world and the you know metaverse and digital world? Yeah, you know I think that's a, a really great uh, you know understanding of the differentiation that we're bringing to the market. Um, you know, the metaverse, um, again, to, just to define it, is kind of this online-offline interface combination of virtual worlds, you know, again, the next uh, level or next stage of the internet, um, kind of this persistent environment um, that, you know, where we work, play. Live, uh, work, and play is what I've what I've also heard, yeah. Exactly, and you know, for us at Superworld, um, what was very important um, is that we leverage these technologies um, to enhance people's real life. So, you know, there's a concept called play to earn, which is, you know, the concept of you play a video game and you earn crypto, right? But, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to play a video game. They want to live their life and do things they're passionate about. At Superworld, we call it live to earn, right? Basically, how can you take tokenomics and apply that to real world behavior? How can you take, you know, analog activities and again, incentivize people using tokens to do things that they want to do and engage with brands that they want to do? So it's a very, you know, very permissioned, you know, data sovereignty, data integrity, um, type of way where you're utilizing, uh, again, these technologies in the real world. And then the other part of Superworld, again, um, is how do we build a better world? How do we take all these technologies, all this user activity, and really create this, you know, uh, way to um, enable people to do positive things for the world. So as an example of that, you know, when we, we buy a plot of land in Superworld, we plant trees in the real world. We're partnered with the World Bank in the Caribbean to work on things related to hurricane disaster recovery. We did NFTs with literal countries in the Caribbean. Uh, Barbados is, you know, is building an embassy in Superworld. We're partnered with the world, world uh, the United Nations and UNESCO to help rebuild cities. Um, but back to the, the point of the real estate, again, the real estate covers the surface of the earth. And so when you're buying real estate in Superworld, you're buying places where you do live, work, and play, where you do spend time in the real world. Because it might sign sound ironic, um, Zane, but we're building a virtual world that's actually focused on your real life. I want to keep you in your real life. Again, we want to be a life enhancing platform, not a life escaping platform. There, you know, I, 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 there's this movie called Social Dilemma that came out a few years ago on Netflix about how we're all living in these algorithmic bubbles. We're all staring at our phones all day. You know, kids are just plugged into computers and, you know, people are obsessed with their next Instagram or TikTok post. And for us, you know, I want to keep people in their real life and use these technologies to bring that 
to you know enhance your real life and then on the property side of that back to prop tech is how can we enable people to become stakeholders if we're moving to a geospatial environment and you agree to that, if you agree that that's where the technology is going, and if you agree and you understand that Pokemon Go, as an example, was the fastest company to a billion dollars in revenue, all of that revenue happened in geospatial locations, right? And what if you could decentralize those locations and enable people to buy them and then become key stakeholders in those locations, enable those people along with everyone else to create anything anywhere. And so you create this kind of, you know, marketplace of opportunities and enable people to own those places where all that activity and opportunity occurs.